Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to jump into this. Like I said, this is, we've never done something like this. So I'm super excited um, because I'm excited to have a new person, Bridget. So thank you for being willing, because it's one of those things that so many of my interviews is through my lens of life and then the lens of the person I'm talking to. So I'm really excited because I have worked with Ed. I just think it's a really cool dynamic because I've got my life experience coming into it. He has his, and then we have this like other perspective. So I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really excited about it. Yay. Well, Ed, why don't you introduce yourself so people can know who you are since you are a past guest, but if people aren't familiar with the man behind Crafted Mm. Coach. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks, Sam. So yeah, Uh, my name is Ed Johnson. I am a um, executive uh, leadership and mental fitness coach. Um, And I do that through my organization called Crafted Coach. And then I also I'll partner with some other coaches. Um, what I'm really about is partnering with uh, my clients, uh, individuals, um, to both um, empower them and help them to discover and develop a, a peace of mind and a clarity of direction for the steps that they're taking in their life. And so uh, when I'm working one-on-one with clients, it's really all about uh, where the client wants to go, where the client feels they need to go, a self-discovery process. And um uh, it's amazing because I'm usually uh, just along for the ride. And so uh, I get to sit back, listen, uh, ask some questions. And then I'm always amazed at the end of the session um, when I'm asked, sorry, what did you learn today? What did you pick up? Uh, and to hear the, the the different things that folks have picked up on that. So That's great. And I, um, from our last session, one thing, or session, <laughs> from our last <laughs> podcast, um, I remember we talked about coaching and I loved how you talked about walking beside people with it. And I interviewed another coach and I loved her analogy. She said, I like to think of myself as I'm on a road trip with you and I'm in the passenger seat. And, you know, I thought, oh, it's like the same, you know, it's that same idea is yeah. that you're, tr- you're going together down the path um, and not leading or whatnot, but offering some tools, which I love. And I, that's what we're going to kind of explore today, because that's something you and I have worked together with, with positive intelligence. And we're lucky to be joined by one of your um, coaching clients. And so uh, why don't you introduce her? And then we can kind of talk about what we're doing today with exploring coaching and exploring positive intelligence. Yeah, thanks. So um, so we've got Bridget uh, with us today. I'm really excited that she was able and willing to do this. and. Um, in introducing her and before I allow her to share a few things as a way of introduction, um, coaching uh, is a um, personal and a confidential experience. And so um, we've been real mindful uh, with that, with inviting Bridget to do this today. Um, so I appreciate her being willing to share her story, but I also just want uh, other folks out there to know uh, if they are in a coaching engagement, whether it's with me or with someone else, that it is a confidential uh, engagement and information isn't shared. Of course, unless you're providing, you know, physical danger to yourself or others, something like that. So with that being said, Bridget, uh, what would you like to, uh, to share about who you are and uh, anything else around coaching before Sam starts uh, poking and prodding with some questions? 
Yeah, so um, I'm excited to be here. And I guess just listening to what Ed said and piggybacking off of it, the reason that I got involved with coaching and, and got hooked up with Ed is because for the last 20-ish years, as part of my career, I've been involved in really helping and guiding others and uh, helping them to, in a sense, get to where they want to be coaching um, of a very different style, but also being involved in in getting to the core of, of truth. And it's something that I really enjoy as well as I think a core value for me is being part of something that's bigger than myself. And so my career path has always been there. And so I got linked up with Ed because I got to this crossroads where I just really felt like I wasn't exactly certain of my purpose and if I was fulfilling it the best. And I was really having trouble sorting through that. And so I got linked up with Ed and kind of here we are. And I will say just uh, related to what Ed said is it's interesting. Um, This has definitely been a process of self-discovery for me. It's been awesome. Um, way more than I ever, I think, expected out of it. I don't really know what I expected, but it's definitely more. But also, you know, <clears throat> he said something a minute ago, which was he's really just along for the ride. And at the end of sessions, he says, you know, so what did you learn? And what are you taking away from this? And um, it's interesting because as the person that sits on the other side of that, while I know, I feel like I probably do a lot of the talking, it never occurs to me until we're done or until I hear him say it, like he just did, that um, he's really just along for the ride uh, and that it's really guided by me because I feel like the questions he asks are so great and so insightful that it's almost like he's guiding it. Um, but I know, but I know he's really not. And so it's just a really neat experience to kind of realize like, Hey, a lot of this stuff came from, from my brain um, with his help. And sometimes actually I have the thought of like, man, why didn't I think of that if I was able to say it right now? So it's just a testament to Ed and, and um, his ability as a coach, I think. So that's so well said, Bridget, because um, I have worked with Ed and I actually almost had the exact same conversation with my husband. I was, and we know Ed, I think we can say personally, we know him, you know, outside of work life. And I was telling him, I'm like, I really, you know, enjoy my sessions and I forget how I was describing it, but it was like, it's not like he's giving me all this stuff so that I leave being like, well, Ed said, and Ed said, it's like, no, it's me. Like, and I think just having that, I don't know. So I guess God, you know, guide, but like co guide, just someone to help, help us through those navigation of thoughts. Cause we get lost in our minds so much. I think that's such a common yeah. thing. And I know for me personally, when I'm with someone, I want to give back to them, you know? So it's like, if you and I are in a conversation, I want to I want us both to be learning and growing. And so I want to be giving back to you. And what I found in like in these coaching sessions is it's like, I have to, he helps me. Like, I can't do that. So if I start to do that, it's like, nope, this isn't about me right now. (laughs) This is about you. Yeah. I think what you're both alluding to is, um, which probably is, is part of what's given risen to the, the, the opportunities for coaches in the world today, I think is that space that dedicated space to 
to really think and try to sort things out. We're so busy in our lives, I think is part of it. And we have so many different demands coming on us. And so when someone engages with a coach um, or if an organization engages a coach for, for an employee or, or whatnot, um, it's really that is dedicated space solely and only for you, period. And that's it. And I'm just not sure how often we have that space and the freedom to kind of what you were saying, Sam, to really think and talk out and explore something in such a way where you're not also trying to give something to the other person or try to sort something out for the other person. Definitely. I don't know if that lands right or not, but that's kind of what came up for me when I was listening to you. For sure. And a space free of judgment too. And so Bridget, you were talking about, you had a background with work where that you were coaching other people. And so it, what I was hearing, it was like, Oh, so my question is like, did, did kind of stepping into now this like coachee, you know, role and having Ed, was it like that safe space for you to kind of work through some of this stuff instead of always needing to be the one to like help others? Absolutely. And in fact, it it's one of the things. So, you know, for me, the journey with Ed started um, solely around work and really quickly, it was evident to me that the work that he and I were about to do and then have done and, you know, are doing is so was so much more for me than just about work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one of those things, the reasons is exactly what you just said, which is, I think if we're in roles as supporting other people constantly, I think we, at least for me, you know, I, a lot of times forget to support myself and what that really looks like. And so having that space with him where it was all about me or it is all about me. And it's even uncomfortable to say that, um, right? Because as somebody, if, if you show up <clears throat> to the world, mostly in work to support others, it's weird to say like, oh, this is all about me. This isn't about you. Um, that's really important though, I think for everybody. And so it, it was huge for me to have that space, um, to focus on me and to be able to, um, learn how to grow and and continue to have the space to allow myself the space to focus on myself, even away from the coaching sessions. For sure. And it's funny because I talk a lot about, you know, peeling back the layers and looking within and my, I was my pastor and I, you know, we, we talk a lot and do a side, you know, have a side project. And it's like the spoiler alert is that it always comes back to you. It's always your own stuff. You know, and we talked, I talked about that in another podcast episode about whenever you show up to a relationship, whether it's personal or professional, we're coming through it based on our life and our lens and our experiences. And so we can try to focus on the work stuff. Like you said, that's what brought you into it. We can try to say, nope, this is just compartmentalizing. This is just work, but it's like, dang it. That constant is always us and our own stuff. Yeah. It's one of the first things that um, Ed and I talked about that stuck with me was um, patterns right? Mm -hmm. And what are your patterns? And that's kind of exactly like what you were just saying, which is you can try to like put stuff in little boxes and compartmentalize them really neatly. Um, But if you take the time to, to really be open and to look, um, you see the same patterns and you're like, man, it is, it it all comes back to, to me, to this, you know? Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So I'm curious 
when you decided to pursue coaching, I've kind of, this is my train of thought with coaching. I feel like um, I've been in the networking world for the last 16 or 17 years now. And so I actually met like one of my uh, a life coach about, about that time. Um, but I was involved with Mary Kay for many years. And I just, in the last couple of weeks, made the connection that what I got from Mary Kay, what they provide is coaching. Because it used to be the word training. You know, you had someone that trained you. But I got so much more out of it. Like for me, the business side was like 1%. For me, it was all this other, this emotional growth and all this stuff. And they would teach you the sales side. But for me, the leaders that I was really attracted to were the ones that were kind of looking at the whole person. And so now, you know, since working with Ed and meeting other amazing coaches, I'm realizing like, wow, in the corporate world, you have corporate training, you have this type of training compliance. I don't even know all the terms. I'm trying to throw some out that sound like I do. You have all that. And I just realized like, oh, no one at those jobs cares about the whole person. And it's those mentors that I sought out were those people. And so what I'm kind of my takeaway is like, oh, coaching helps us connect all the dots, helps us connect how our personal life is influenced by, or how our professional life is influenced by the personal stuff. So that's just kind of my own like little sidebar, but I'm curious with you, you know, you went into it with your work and as you so well beautifully said, you know, you kind of found all this personal stuff is that something that you kind of knew going into it would be a part of the journey or did that come as a surprise? So I think it came as a surprise for me because going into it, I was so focused on career and work. And so my head was really there, but it became very obvious to me the first time that we talked and got into it, that it was going to be about way more than just the career stuff. And because of other work that I've done um, on my own, that was really exciting to me to think that that's how the opportunity, you know, to see it so clearly and to know uh, that this is not really knowing where we were headed, but to know, ah, this is the path we're on was exciting for me. That's great. And Ed, I want, I'd love to hear your thoughts because I've joked with you about this. I've said, um, so I liked hearing from Bridget, like, this is such a fun little, like, experiment because you and I have joked, or I've said comments to you, like, how long do people know that it's not really about business? It's about personal life. Like that's a spoiler (laughs) alert. But I think that, you know, how often do we hold ourselves back from kind of working on stuff because we don't want to, because it can be scary to look at that internal stuff. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would be curious to hear from you, Ed, on Maybe you don't even have a chance to say this to people. So I'll give you the opportunity now that you have this platform to speak to people on it. And then um, Bridget, if you want to chime in at any time, just because you've walked that road as well, because I feel like I never, I didn't have the corporate background. I've always, I, the, with Mary Kay, it was like always, um, it's always that full coaching experiment. You could, I mean, experience couldn't get away from it. So um, yeah, I would love to hear Ed kind of how you help people with that. But I guess you know what? I know spoiler alert, cause you've already told me this. It's what people want it to be. So if they don't want it to be too deep, <laughs> yeah. so I guess, um, you know, I know that that's part of it too, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's uh that's a good point. Yeah. You only, I only go where folks want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other piece of it is uh, give folks the option to go there if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I say that I'm uh, reminded of an experience I had with a client, um, this is this has been quite a while back, 
um, and this client mentioned something, I know that this is connected to X, but I don't want to go there. And so we knew, whoop, we're not going to go there. And so we went down a different path, right? Um, but what I have found is the folks that, um, in my opinion, benefit the most uh, from coaching are the folks that are willing to really explore and go to those places. But the other piece of it is, I don't know, and Bridget, maybe you can speak to this, if those folks would have been willing to go there if they hadn't started at the other place, right? Because Say that one more time. Say that question yeah. one more time. So I'm not sure if folks would be willing to start in that personal space with a coach, right? Or if it takes starting in this professional place to first then go there. I think a lot of times in that personal space, and this is uh, this is wrapped up somewhat in um, assumption, and so I recognize that right off the front. Um, but I think that folks really think that the personal stuff um, are things that need to be worked out therapeutically, possibly, um, or or maybe other platforms or other spaces. Um, but I think it's really interesting for me, even when I benefited from coaching, was to see how those two things were were connected. And how they could come together, and it didn't mean that I that a client might not still need therapy or benefit from therapy, um, or for some some other uh, sources uh, as well. But it's kind of been my experience. What, Bridget, would you add anything or take away anything from that? Yeah, I would. I guess I would just say for me, um, because I can't, you know, I can't speak to other people's experiences. But you know, for me, I tend because of my past experiences, both personally and professionally, I tend to approach things as pretty much an open book. And so I, I try anyway to come from a place of um, sharing and, and being open because I feel like that's how the best way for everybody to grow, right? Whether it's as the, the one who's doing the supporting or helping or coaching or the one who's getting the coaching or, or help. So for me, I know I started in the place of professional career oriented stuff. And it sounds like most people do. Um, Whether or not I would have, I don't know that I, that I thought enough about the personal stuff before Mm -hmm. we started with the professional stuff. And so um, I guess in that regard, yeah, it, I wouldn't have gotten to the, the other place without starting in the professional place first. And part of me sort of wonders if, you know, as folks who walk through our own life, right, when you think of coaching, you think of, hey, somebody who maybe knows more than I do about something and who can help teach and support. But when you think about your personal life, I think maybe to me, it didn't occur to me that a coach could have anything to teach me more or less, which sounds crazy considering that I do some coaching. So, you know, you know how that works, but um, because who knows us better than ourselves? So what is somebody else really going to share with me, coach me on in my personal space? Um, And so in that way, I think if you start with a professional area, you kind of learn what personal coaching is really about. Um, It's the, once you see that for me anyway, it wasn't a hard leap to like, aha, yeah, this isn't just about career and work. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It reminds me, um, I believe it was Brene Brown who talked in her Ted talk about 
she realized she needed to go to therapy because with what she does a lot with shame, which helped me make sense of my whole platform and why I'm passionate about sharing things. She talked about like she needed to be more vulnerable. And so she went to therapy and it was like, all right, we're here to talk about vulnerability. I may, I may have it wrong, but I think this is close enough. And uh, it was just one of those like, oh, oh, that's, we're just scratching the surface, you know? And I thought when you guys were talking about how the professional, I loved that question, Ed, about, you know, if we don't go in with the, it's almost like that can be the foot in the door. So it reminds me of, for me, I've been talking a lot about flipping the script on failure and kind of looking at our perceived failures, because that's often where so much of our growth comes and success comes. And so it's like, it's interesting to see that what's the thing that gets us in the door. And it almost shows that it doesn't matter. It's just get the foot in the door. And then you, you see where you take it and it might go down this road. It might go down that road, but either way, there'll be some good lessons that come out of it. Bridget, I'm curious. um, And of course, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, um, have you, what what are some question? I know. (laughs) Can't wait to hear what it is. Okay. It's an easy one. It's an easy one. Um, uh, I would say, you know, what are some things, I mean, a simplest way to say it is what has come out of coaching for you or what have been some of the shifts that you've had from, from kind of coaching? Yeah. So the biggest shift, um, for me, I think, um, has been, so the first time that Ed and I talked, um, and we were talking around, um, kind of this notion of, of feeling appreciated and feeling appreciated for the skills and gifts that I bring to the table, which I will tell you is often a really hard thing for me to even talk about like, Oh no, I'm really good at this. Um, so, and, and so we were talking around that and he, and darn it, Ed, you can laugh. Cause I always get the words wrong, but, um, you know, we talked around how do you know it's true and assumptions versus, you know, fact, um, which in the actual, there's an article, I think that, that Ed gave to me and, and they use different words, but same sort of idea. And so that talk, that question and really asking myself, like, do I know that this is true? Um, has been so profound for me um, in in lots of environments and situations. Being able to when I when I feel or hear, you know, in my head, whatever it is that I'm thinking about a situation or an interaction, and stopping and saying, wait. Do you, do you know that that's true or are you making some assumptions that are that are leading you to believe that this is true and asking those questions provided me such a shift in perspective that it it just it was a flip the script kind of a a thing for me yeah, that's great yeah. is so that gonna, oh go ahead Ed. something real quick here and and this is what i love <laughs> and this is what gets me excited so that happened. I don't even recall exactly when that happened. But what I do love hearing from Bridget right now is her beginning to coach herself, like her noticing, mm, how do I know? Right. Like that's the question that would be asked in a coaching session. If she were to bring something up like that, say, well, how do you know? And then she would have gone, oh, 
right? But she's starting to do that on her own. So that's the piece to me that's beautiful is, is being able to see folks begin to take their own ownership of that and discover yeah. how to do that themselves. So anyway, yeah. uh, you had a question you wanted to ask. I just thought that was really neat. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, examining our own thoughts. I mean, that's, I, I'm glad you said that's a great example, Bridget, because as you're talking, it's like, oh yeah, so often I, you know, I'm a verbal processor. And so I appreciate when someone, for me, what I love about coaching is that it's your, you know, like you said, it's that dedicated time and it's someone to kind of give back that. Cause sometimes you don't even hear, you know, like hear your thoughts when you're not in that mindset, like Ed pointed out that we are growing into so many of us, it's that awareness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really neat to kind of, is that true? Where's that coming from? Is that tied into the positive intelligence stuff with those inner saboteurs for you and which we'll talk about. So listeners, don't worry. We're going to talk about that. Oh, a hundred percent. I I mean, I, I hate to skip too far ahead, so I, I won't say too much, but Go for it. Go ahead. once you, once you, I mean, once we started getting into the positive intelligence stuff and really got into it, it's just amazing and fascinating to me how much is linked, not just to the saboteurs, but then the sage, right? Like, and the, the struggle, but I'll call it a struggle, but the struggle between the two, right. Yeah. And the complexity between the two. Um, I mean, I guess nothing is really an all in one fix or solution yeah. to stuff, but um, when you really get into it, um, the, the PQ stuff and the positive intelligence stuff, the ways, I mean, just the enlightenment that it brings to so much um, mm-hmm. was just amazing to me. So now that we've got everyone like, what the heck is this positive <laughs> intelligence that these women is so mind blowing, right? <laughs> um, Ed, we'll just set you right up. Why don't yeah. you tell us about positive? Cause we've both, um, we have both participated in a uh, positive intelligence. What do you call it? Pod like a mental fitness boot camp, six week mental fitness go. boot camp. Yep. yep. With a uh, app guided practice and whatnot. So, um, Positive Intelligence, a book uh, by the um, author Sherzad Shermain. And the basic premise of it, um, and it does go into some details and there's some training and, and stuff you can get on it. Um, but the reality is any negative thought that you might have in your head is more of a warning symbol or a warning sign than anything else. And so what often happens when we have a negative thought, it kind of spirals and we think about the negative thought, we get spun up and we start trying to make decisions or figuring out how to get out of it or what to do, so on and so forth. But the negative thought, um, and this is his, his imagery, is more like uh, putting your hand on a hot stove. And so it really resonates for me. Uh, one of my children, when he was about four years old uh, at our house in Virginia Beach, um, walked up to the stove and put his hand on it. And it was on and he's never done it since. (laughs) Right. But when he put his hand on that stove, he felt the heat and he took it off. If he didn't have that feeling of the the heat on, then he would have left his hand on there and it would eventually caught on fire and burned up and he wouldn't have use of it anymore. Right. So the idea is, so when we have these negative thoughts, how do we recognize them? Um, So that's the the self-command muscle. Notice that it's there and then shift our mindset so that we're not functioning out of the survival mindset. Uh, but kind of shift towards the sage, uh, which another way I like to think of that is just kind of being in flow uh, and then deal with the situation from that aspect. 
Now that's about as short as I can possibly make it. Bridget, what would you add, take away, or Sam, you also? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you always say it so succinctly, Ed. Um, I feel oh, like, yes, of course. you know, because when I think about it, I can't, I couldn't possibly have pared it down like that. Um, I think one of the other biggest things going through the process and learning more is also the idea that that you shared and pointed out at one point, which was that, you know, the saboteurs are really just an overuse of your greatest strengths um, or gifts. And that put into perspective for me, like, why are these certain saboteurs the ones that are most prevalent for me? And where does that come from? And not looking at them as so much of a dichotomy, I guess, if you will, but seeing how they're so intertwined with each other. Yeah. So um, saboteurs and sage are the two sides that we're dealing with here. Um, and we all have what's referred to as the chief saboteur, which is the judge, the judge, judge, right? Yeah. A uh, judge of self, judge of others <laughs> and judge of circumstance. Right. Um, and then there's nine other accomplice saboteurs, if you will, which just as you said, uh, Bridget, um, are connected with our greatest strengths. And what it is, it's an overuse of our greatest strength. So particularly when we're in that survival mindset. Uh, and then we have the one sage muscle, if you will. Um, but five different aspects of that. And so that's the empathize, which is really the biggest challenge for folks is the empathy one, because it's empathy of self also, and really developing um, how to just accept and love yourself where you are. Doesn't mean you don't want to change or make things different, but just accept and recognize the beautiful essence of who you are. And the practice with it is, is looking at a childhood picture. So just kind of continue to look into that, that face um, and to see, I can't say them, just the beautifulness of who you are, your essence, your true essence, and then kind of building from there, which really, um, for me personally, it was a huge shift because I obviously went through the process of myself and still working through it. Yeah. That empathy, it, it happened to me when we did our pod and it happened once again, you said empathy. And I was like, I'm so good at that. I'm like, so empathetic with other people. And then you said the part about to yourself. And I was like, Ugh. Back it up, back it up. Very hard on myself, and that's where you know most of my coaching sessions. That's I, you know, asking myself that question, Samantha. What have you gotten out of it? And it's like I have realized how hard I am on myself. You know, it's one of those things. I thought, oh, I'm so empathetic of others, and I'm so understanding. And it's like, but I do not give that to myself, and so learning to pause and think, where are these thoughts coming from? And I don't know about you, Bridget, but for me, as I said, you know, that's been helpful. And it's the whole naming it. Cause when you yeah. name it, I think we have so much more power over it. And I know through the process with, with the positive intelligence, uh, Shirzad talks about giving it names, you know, if that works for you, but for me, it's right. just, I, I have, um, there's a quiz you can take online. So for listeners, I suggest I'll, we'll post it or something, but uh, uh, if you just Google positive intelligence saboteur assessment, saboteur assessment, there you go. I recommend everyone take it because for me now it's like people pleaser and high achiever. Those are my two. Oh, you and, and I should be best friends. Girl, yes, it's my instant <laughs> connection. But it's one of those things I thought, doesn't everyone think like this or doesn't, um, I think I talked about it. I talked about on like an Instagram or something video that I posted, but I talked about for me with pursuing this passion of the podcast and connecting with people, 
it's like, and I think it was through a, a session with Ed, I was talking about what qualifications should I get? What certifications and, you know, all this stuff. And he was like, you need to take this quiz. I think I have an, I, you know, just a friend to friend. It was like, hmm, this will be good. And of course it comes back like high achiever. And that's helped me because now when I start thinking all those thoughts of, do I need this? I can actually start breaking it down of, okay, I know this is my high achiever that of course wants to be qualified. I want to have, you know, it comes, like you said, Bridget, I'm so glad you reminded us of that, that it comes from a good place. You know, our saboteurs want to help us, you know, so it's for me, it's like, well, I don't want to be out talking nonsense and this and that, but it's that overuse where that it just, it turns into a negative thing. So. Yeah. And, and as you say that, what I'm being reminded of, you know, it's really two primal forces are fear and love. And so it's when we're making our decisions or when we're acting, are we acting out of uh, some sort of a fear or are we acting in love? Are we being pushed towards something? Or are we being pulled towards something is a real difference. And for me, that's been pretty, pretty enlightening. Uh, even from, I mean, it's the positive intelligence is grounded in science and studies and multiple things and more than happy to go through that with anybody if they want to, or you can just read the book. But there is a a deep sense of, um, dare I say, spirituality um, connected with um, really uh, many different faiths can can kind of lean into this and see how it uh, this this concept of functioning out of love being pulled towards something as opposed to that that push and fear. And like you said, yeah, well, and being the, connected to something bigger than yourself too. Yeah, and the dif- the huge difference that approaching things, whether it's people or situations or decisions, the the big difference that approaching that from a love or a pull versus fear or a push Mm. is just so profound. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but it switches the energy kind of like what we feel. Mm. What I love about, um, my, like the podcast and getting to talk to so many people is that so much is connected. And I mean, I, and I love too with like coaches and how there's all these similarities, but then differences, because of course, you know, kind of what we're pulled towards, but I love Ed, that you talked about with the positive intelligence, it's wrapped into science and things like that. Cause a lot of um, my conversations on the first season, you know, we talked a lot with some past guests about a lot of our childhood stuff that affects us and the inner wounds. And I remember when we first started talking about it, it's like, this feels a little, for lack of a better word, like woo woo we like, Hmm, I don't know about this. And it's just the more for me personally, I can't speak for others, but the more it's like, we peel back the layer. It's like, it is all this stuff that we formed in our childhood. And that's the saboteurs. And they didn't start to hurt us. They started in our childhood to protect us. Cause as a kid, as we're growing and learning, it's that you figure out like how to survive and how to respond to things. And so we start kind of building the building blocks of our life and how, if we don't take the time to kind of look at them, we might miss how they might be holding us back in our adulthood. Yeah. And that's an interesting point. You know, we, we all have these predispositions towards certain of these saboteurs, if you will, they, they aren't a function of the parenting that we received of our childhood, but we do lean into them and we dare say experience success with them in our childhood because they help protect us, if you will. Uh, and then we try to keep functioning out of those same uh, behaviors and understandings as we uh, hopefully, 
uh, mature into adulthood um, and then take on greater responsibilities and, and greater significance, even in relationships and so forth. So the other thing I, I want to say that brought up was it really is a muscle. And so, uh, Samantha, when you were saying just a moment ago that, you know, it doesn't make it mean that it's easy. And the reality is that some of the things in life, um, you know, we have to build this mental muscle. And so part of having empathy towards ourselves is recognizing, mm, I don't want to deal with that situation in this way right now. And so when we do that, we can stop judging ourselves for not dealing with it right now. We're just saying, all right, well, this is what it is. I'm going to set it aside and I know it's there. And when I'm ready, I'm going to deal with it. Um, but just that freedom to not beat yourself up over not dealing with that thing right now is it's incredible and enables you to function at a much uh, higher level in other areas of your life. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I am lucky enough to speak to a lot of coaches and especially here on the podcast. And I would say that is definitely that thread that connects everyone is it's kind of like you said, I think before about meeting people where they're at. And I think that what I find with every coach I've talked to, it's the whole removing judgment. And I've been talking a lot personally about, I'm trying to get rid of those should statements. I should do this. I should. And so even though we talked earlier about almost like the good stuff really starts when you start unpacking some of the personal, but the best part is, is that if you don't want to, or aren't ready or this, not only is it quote, okay, not to. But even better is learning to let go of any judgment that you might have around that. Like, that's okay. So that's another, for me personally, one of those takeaways. It's that empathy and then the no judgment. So Bridget, as we start to wrap up, I'm curious, um, you know, we'll put Ed here on the, well, I'm putting you on the spot, Bridget. Okay. In front of Ed. Um, (laughs) So you have a background in Uh, we'll just call it corporate America is a term, you know, in in the workplace and you've been on the coaching side, offering the coaching. And I'm, of course, you've had bosses and mentors and leaders and whatnot. So how would you say coaching has been different and maybe specifically with Ed that you hadn't found with other people? Sure. And I give it a personal touch. Yeah. So, so I will say that I've been very fortunate in having opportunities to, go to a lot of um, training and experience a lot of um, by really great folks, um, might I add, and, and experiencing training and areas and, and different techniques and those kinds of things. Um, so I've been really fortunate around that. And <clears throat> it, it also helps me to answer the question you've asked, which is really what's special about Ed. And I mm-hmm. think that one of the things that is really... <laughs> Ed, I hope your doorway is really big, wherever, whatever room you're in. Yes. <laughs> so um, I think one of the things, yeah, <laughs> I think one of the things that's really special about Ed is that he, he does a really excellent job of meeting you where you're at and listening and not only starting from a place of no judgment, but helping as he, as he put it, as he walks beside you, right. Walking beside you on the path. um, He does a really good job of staying beside you and making sure that you stay non-judgmental with yourself and keeps you honest, right. By asking the question, by asking such good questions um, around whatever you bring to the table 
that don't allow you to to really skirt around maybe something you're throwing out there, right? And helping you to see maybe <clears throat> where you are making assumptions or where you could use more empathy for yourself. And he has this, I'm not really even sure I can articulate it like it is in my head, but he has this gift of after you've talked for a while and it usually comes out by him saying something like, you know, so so what are you taking away from today? Or, well, what is what does that look like for you? Or how have you seen that, right? He has this gift of getting you to really reflect on what you've shared, right? So it's all come from within you. But then here you are reflecting back on what's come from you in a way that you never would have seen if he hadn't asked the the exact question that he asked or asked it in the way that he asked. And so at least for me, I have found <clears throat> and um, I didn't really know Ed very well before he and I started working together. And so for me, what's so surprising is that it really feels more like sitting down with a really good friend. And I think when you think about friends, they're people who walk beside you, right? Mm -hmm. um, through yeah. life. And so that really, Ed has this just gift of, um, making it feel like, yeah, you just sat down and had coffee with a friend for an hour and you worked out this thing, which is so great, right? Because it's comfortable, but you but you feel like when you're done, you're like, yeah, I'm ready to tackle the next week. All right, let's do this, right? Yeah. And um, and that's just really a, a beautiful kind of gift and experience. That's awesome. And it's funny because as you were as you were sharing, I thought, um, oh, you know, a great to wrap it up, if someone is hesitating getting started in coaching, kind of some words, because my husband and I did a episode last season and he shared about starting therapy. And, you know, it's one of my favorite conversations just because I'm so grateful, you know, for him and his willingness to share. And I feel like coaching is kind of a similar, it's not similar with the stuff, but meaning it's something that you have to make an effort to do unless your um, organization sets you up for it. And so it's one of those things you have to kind of do something a little bit outside of the box and make a little bit of a change and be a little vulnerable to kind of start figuring some stuff out. And so you kind of already started to answer that with that last statement, but if you have anything else to add to that of, you know, someone who's kind of thinking if they yeah. should jump into coaching. Yeah. So um, yes to all the things you just said. Um, and I'll add one more, which really isn't a, necessarily a plug for coaching, but, and it's hard work, right? You don't, I mean, you know, because you've done it, um, Samantha, you don't go into coaching and like somebody fixes everything for you. Um, and I guess that's why they call it coaching. Cause if you think about it, uh, I grew up playing lots of sports. So if you think about it as a sports coach, the coach can't play the game for you right? You still have to do it. You got to do the work and you have to put in the time and you have to show up. And so it's, it's not, it certainly isn't easy work and it's not, you know, a quick fix and someone's going to fix it for you. But I think if someone's, you know, on the fence or they're not sure if coaching is for them, I think one of the biggest things I would say is if you're thinking about it, you're already kind of halfway over the hurdle. 
jump in and try it, right? Because if it's not, it's if it's not for you, or if um, you get linked up with a coach that isn't quite the right match, you can stop, you can find a new coach, right? You can do things differently. But I think if you're already thinking about it, then taking that first step will be huge. And I think it's, I always sort of use the analogy sometimes is like, once the door is open, I'm a big fan of walking through the door, right? Don't pull it closed. Um, And so if, if the door is already open for you, walk through it because you you can always turn around and walk back out if you need to. And so um, I think that what coaching allows is for you to really just open up more to yourself and, and to, to take the next step and kind of be able to embrace your authentic and genuine sort of, of self and path. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Ed, did you have anything you'd want to add? Well, uh, thank you for sharing all of that, Bridget. And I'm just trying, I am receiving it. (laughs) So I appreciate it very much. Um, and I, um, this goes for you, Bridget, but also anyone that I, I have the privilege of working with, including you as well, Sam, um, being able to walk on that path with folks is a, is a sacred space. And um, it's, uh, it is not uh, entered into lightly, um, but intentionally and with a, um, a, a sense of awe and a sense of care also. Um, and so I appreciate hearing that it sounds like you've experienced some of that. I also um, want to reiterate, I think for folks that are thinking about it and recognizing what you just said, Bridget, you know, they're already considering it, find a find a coach um, that's willing to give you a, a starter session, if you will, or, or let you kind of play around with it. One of the things I'm willing to do is do a 60-minute session with folks, no charge. We'll spend the first 15 minutes or so kind of just kind of clarifying what coaching is and what it isn't, and we'll have a, a coaching experience, a 30, 40 minute coaching experience, then we'll debrief it afterwards. Uh, that's certainly something I'm willing to do. And a lot of coaches are willing to do those sorts of things uh, with you. So yeah, it's all about being our best selves, right? Yeah. So Bridget, thank you so much for being willing to chat with us. And um, Ed, of course, thank you. It's yeah. great to kind of yeah. see the different perspectives and how, you know, each of us, cause all of us have participated in the coaching and the positive <laughs> intelligence. And so I know we just scratched the surface. Yeah. And so just reminding everyone to take that uh, saboteur assessment, because even if you don't jump into a program, just kind of knowing your top ones, I mean, it's just like the person, it's not just like the personality tests, but it's similar when you take those and you kind of see, Oh, I'm an extrovert. People give me energy. So maybe that's why I get tired alone, you know, just silly things like that can kind of help us be in more tune to ourselves. So, yeah. Yeah. And if you do that and you want to explore that, um, we can do that as that intro session. You can always do something like that with folks. So that would be great. And Ed, um, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah. uh, Craftedcoach.com works. Uh, And then you can even email me personally, ed at craftedcoach.com. And I will get back to you. I'm usually pretty good within 24 hours at most. So at least that's my goal. <laughs> We're all trying our best, but yeah. sometimes life happens. <laughs> yeah, so. that's right. We give ourselves empathy and grace and forgiveness. And Bridget, I really just appreciate you being willing to share your experience here. And uh, my hope uh, is that others um, will experience growth 
after hearing kind of your story of what it was with coaching, um, that they'll go out and uh, experience a, have their own coaching experience. So yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I was happy to do this. And I I think I said this earlier, like I'm a big fan of trying to be open um, and transparent to help. So I I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I appreciate that too, Bridget. I think that's, um, you know, I've, I've said many times that a lot of times people depending on where they're at in their journey might not be able to share and, you know, and then it's not expected. That's okay if you're not. And that's why I'm so grateful to everyone who comes on the podcast and is um, willing to share, because I just think that there's so much power in hearing other people's journeys and stories and things like that. And so um, just echoing Ed, I greatly appreciate your willingness and your openness. And I'm excited to, you know, introduce to positive intelligence to more people. Cause I think naming that those internal you know, as, as we in the positive uh, intelligence community say those inner saboteurs, I think is just a game changer. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thank, thank you, you both. Guys. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to flushing it out with Samantha Spittle. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. For all things flushing, visit our website at flushingitout.com. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.